0: It's Mackenzie, and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. Shay isn't with me today because she had to decide to take a step back from the podcast for a little while. We are huge supporters of mental health, and Shay needed this time to focus on herself and her family. I think it's amazing that she is able to identify what needed to change and had the courage to make that hard decision. I hope everyone can support her while she takes this break and I cannot wait until she is back hosting the podcast with me. This is a great reminder to take inventory of your life and make sure that you are doing things that are best for you and your family. Change is hard, but sometimes it is necessary and makes it so that you can have the best outcome for your life. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about all things that come when you get married in the military. So the first thing to know when you get married in the military is that you have two resources that you can go to. So you have chaplains that you can go to and they will marry you. And then you're also gonna go to your service member's command and they will give you all the paperwork to fill out to show that you're gonna get married. And then that paperwork will help you when you come back onto base to do the rest of your paperwork once you're married. Another important thing to remember is if you your service member is getting married to make sure that your leave is all in order I think we all know the struggles and stresses of leave so the depending on your command but the earlier you can put it out and say like hey this is my plans this is all the details the easier it will be when you do leave that it all gets submitted and approved in time So once you get married you will go to a, it's a place called DEERS, which is the defense enrollment, Eligibility reporting system and this place is so so important guys because if you don't go to Dears They do not see you as married and that means you do not get any of your benefits Which can be really frustrating and will make everything a lot harder So Kate and I had the most roller coaster of an experience with our paperwork. So we got married in May he deployed like 10 days later, so We got power of attorney, which is another thing I'm gonna talk about real quick, is so important. Whether or not your spouse is deployed or not, making sure you have power of attorney is really helpful because that means you can do a lot of the stuff without them. So that means they don't have to leave work or if they are deployed, you can do everything while they are deployed and you're not relying on them. The military is very strict about having everything go through the service member, which totally makes sense But if they're deployed, it makes it so much harder. So make sure that you get power of attorney. All your service member has to do is go to legal. The spouse does not have to be with you. They just have to put your information down. So they would just have to put like, hey, this, I'm signing over my rights to this person. And the page is like, it's a page and a half and it has like every section. So your service member can choose what you're able to have power of attorney on. So you can say like, Documents, you can say housing, you can say banking information. So, like, it's very strict on, like, they don't just let you sign every right away, but they at least let you sign enough so that when you go and do military things, if you have power of attorney, you're able to do everything. So, get power of attorney. So, luckily, Kate was able to get me power of attorney, and then he flew to Japan and was deployed. So, we're doing come like July, our marriage certificate took forever to come. Orange County took their sweetest time getting us the marriage license so it finally comes in and i am filling out our housing application to live on camp pendleton when he comes home i submit everything which housing applications are another we talked about them like they are they're scary because there are so many things and boxes and acronyms i think i called like six people like they are horrible so I finish all the paperwork, I feel really confident, and I submit it. And luckily, I got a really nice guy at the housing office. He calls me and he's like, so because you have power of attorney, you can sign for Cade, but then you have to write your name next to other things, and then you have to sign for other things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, let me fix it. And then he also goes, we're not seeing you in IPAC. And if you guys remember from Bree, our special guest, her husband works at IPAC, and that is like the admin place. And so, I thought Deers and IPAC were pretty much one thing, but they're not. So, if you haven't gone to IPAC, please make sure you go there. So, they're like, we aren't able to see you at IPAC. And I'm like, okay, so can you, like, send over the documents? Like, like, what's the deal, you know? And so, they're like, you'll have to come figure it out. And I'm like, okay. So, my fear was, I was like, well, I can go to IPAC. Oh, and then... COVID was still happening. So nothing was open. Nothing was taking appointments. I was going to have Caden's uncle sponsor me onto a base in Dayton, Ohio, and nothing was open. And then I didn't have my ID yet because I didn't have my marriage license or we didn't, I wasn't in Dears yet. So I couldn't like, there were so many things I couldn't even get my ID when I was here getting married. So what I did was freaking crazy. I flew from Ohio to California for like two and a half days, strictly for my ID. So I flew to Camp Pendleton, my friend sponsored me on, she took me to pass an ID, which full, like funny story, full circle, I live right by the new pass, or the pass and ID, my new, like my new house is right by the pass and ID, so it's kind of funny because I didn't know that would be my house at the time, and now every time I pass the building, I'm like, that's so funny that like I flew all the way here for that building, and now I live really close to it, so I fly, I get my ID, all good, and I go back to Ohio, and my grandparents live in North Carolina, and they have a house close to Lejeune, on an island called Emerald Isle. And so I was like, well, when I go and visit them, I'll go to IPAC on Camp Lejeune. I have power of attorney. I have all the paperwork that they need to fill out. We'll just do that and that's easier because IPAC on Camp Pendleton wouldn't see me because of their schedules with COVID and everything. So I drive all the way to North Carolina, fill everything out, go on to Camp Lejeune and Camp Lejeune is obviously very different than Camp Pendleton. And I barely knew Camp Pendleton, but I did not know Camp Lejeune. And so I'm driving around trying to find buildings. And I'm, I go to one building, like, no, you go to this building. And then I go to another building, and, like, nobody's inside. And so I'm, like, walking around trying to find something. So finally I find a Marine, and they're like, okay, we can try and help you. So we do everything. I figure it out. And then they're like, sorry, he's West Coast. He's Camp Pendleton. We can't do his paperwork. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, we can't do it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So I call Kate, who's in Japan. So then the time zone changes even crazier. And he goes, okay, well, I have somebody. I have somebody has a friend at Camp Pendleton in IPAC. He's going to help me. He's going to send it all over. And I was like, okay, sweet. So I let housing know because I didn't want them to, like, throw our application away or, like, take us off the wait list and all that kind of stuff. And poor Cade was awesome, he woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning to talk to IPAC people, like 2 a.m. Japan time, because it was like the California time, to like sign everything and make sure it was all right, and then it got figured out. So IPAC is really important to go, and they are, all, they are also very like strict on, even though I had power of attorney, it also had to go through Cade, so the service member, so just remember that. And then it all got figured out so those are some really important things to know leading up to like after you get married and then the best part is from when your marriage starts is when everything in the military starts so just because our paperwork and everything got delayed and it didn't really start until august we got back paid all the way up until may 25th for our housing and our bas And then everything like healthcare wise started on the 25th for me. So it's really nice that the military acknowledges everything. And so then we got a really big check come, I think, September, October that back paid us those six months. Which was really helpful. It actually paid off my student loans, which was really nice. So we didn't have to ever worry about those again. So the military does start all of those things. The next thing to think about is that you have TRICARE. There's two programs. There's Prime and Select. One, you have a copay and a deductible to me and the other one you don't. And then it kind of just depends on which doctors you see depending on which program you choose. The other thing to think about is that you have what is called like the dental insurance and it's through a company that I don't know. It's like I cannot pronounce the name so I'm not even going to try to. But you do have to pay for it. So Tricare is technically free, even though if you choose select, like you're not paying like an actual like big amount like normally you do for healthcare like outside of the military. But for the dental, I think some of my friends pay anywhere from $12 to $30 a month. And you can have it come right out of your service member's paycheck, which is really nice. I haven't got set up for it yet. I just haven't really looked into it yet. But you can have it set up, which is really nice and helpful. And then just remember that that only covers the spouse and kids. Anything active duty-wise, like if you're or not even as active duty, like any service member, anything health-wise, dental or medical is covered completely. So they're not on any of those programs. So just something to think about. And then another thing that it's really important to think about is that you if so our last episode we had a dual military couple jade and spencer and they're freaking amazing just remember that you will have to fill out a form if you get married dual military wise and that will help you with trying to make sure that you guys can go the same places and making sure like everything transfers over benefits wise and your like housing and like all of that money wise just make sure you fill out that form and then for TRICARE all you have to do is call them and then you choose like your plan just know that if you enroll late so like because i didn't get technically enrolled until august my enrollment date was the day of marriage so until i moved to california in november i couldn't choose whether or not which one i wanted i was given prime which is what i still have right now but you can't change if you miss the 90 day after like a life experience so like if you get married if you have a kid if you move they have like a couple different ones like that where you can change outside of open enrollment period which is in November or you just have to wait so my like moving date and open enrollment kind of tied so I was able to just keep it and I just had to transfer from east to west so just remember that TRICARE does have those little fine writings in the little corner to remember but overall it can be really really nice Something that I think is really funny that I read all the time on different blog posts is the social security number and it's about knowing your spouse's social security. And it's really funny because I always thought like, really? Are you really going to need it that much? I know Cade's better than I know my own. And I'm not even kidding when I say that, like I literally sometimes will forget my own and I've never forgotten Cade's because of how much you have to write it on everything. So know your spouse's social security number. It really does come in handy because of how many times you have to Post about it, not post about it, like write it down, answer documents, fill it out online, anything like that. The next thing that is really important is to make sure that your service member updates their life insurance. And you can do that on the MOL. So you can do that online, and then you can also change anything like beneficiary wise like oh this is what's going normally they have it filled out when they go to boot camp so if you get married after that you'll have to go in and change that and then you're just going to want to make sure in their life insurance it shows that they are married and then that it would go to whoever they wanted. Another thing with that is also your finances so if your service member is with Navy Federal you do have to be married in order to get on their account just take in all your documents it was really smooth easy process and then they print debit cards in office so you're able to get on the account and get a debit card right away that day which was it was the easiest thing we've ever done actually which was really nice but make sure that anything expense-wise so like the BAS the BAH and then COLA military pay like all of that needs to show that they are married and they have dependents In all of our other podcasts, I always say cola, and she always goes, what is cola? And so I realized, while preparing for this episode, that cola is the cost of living overseas, and BAS is the basic allowance of substance for like, in the US. And so I realized, because the person I knew that gave me all the information while Kate and I were getting married and I was doing all this paperwork, lived overseas. And so I was like, no wonder she calls it cola. So it totally makes more sense. So just some things to be aware of and then with housing, make sure that you fill out all of those information and that you're going to submit and then a lot of the times they still will send or do certain things to the service member. So if your service member is like mine and doesn't ever check his email, just remind him to check your, their email because almost all the documents, no matter how many times you ask them to send them to you and not your husband because they won't be seen, <laughs> that they'll go to the service member, which just makes it easier for them because I think they do everything through the service member. But it will probably go for them. So any of their documents, they do have to sign even if they are deployed. And I remember the lady calling me going, you haven't signed these documents that I sent over to you. And I was like, what email did you send? And she says Cades. And I was like, well, you sent it to my husband's." And she's like, yeah, and I was like, he's deployed, and I don't think he's checked his email in almost six months. And she's like, okay, well, I need the documents. And I was like, well, can you just send them to me? And she's like, well, I already sent him to him. And I was like, okay, well, when he wakes up, he's in Japan. I'll try and get him to sign those. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. Like, maybe your husband checks his email. Cade's been a lot better at checking his email recently because I'm like, hey, we are adults. I promise, like, you'll receive more emails than you think you will. Like, I just have to have you check it more often. And so he's gotten really, really good about checking it now that we actually have to, like, answer things in our emails and stuff like that. But everything will go through them. Some fun things that we can do once you're married is that you can vacation at the Arms Force Vacation Club, which is so cool. They have places all over the world. And it's so cheap, guys. Like, it is unbelievable. You can get, like, a condo for, like, 7 to 10 days for, like, anywhere from, like, 200 to 400 bucks. Like, total for, like, the condo. Um, so, they have places anywhere, amazing resorts that you can go and stay at, condos you can stay at, houses you can stay at. So, like, check out that for sure because I think it's really cool. Something I haven't tried out yet, but they're called Space A Flights. So, they're military flights that have extra room. You can also get really cheap flights on those if you're going certain places, if there's room in on it and like a military plane's going there. So definitely check those out because I think it's really, really cool. And then you can also stay on a military base. So like Camp Pendleton has that hotel. It's on the main side up on the hill, like diagonal from the MCX. And you can stay at it. And from my research, it's really, really, really cheap. It was like 16 to 20 bucks a night. So pretty amazing. And I don't know if it'd be super fun to, like, stay on a military base if it was, like, your honeymoon or something. But if you're tight for cash, there are still ways to travel and have fun and create those memories, which I think is really, really important. Another thing, so when you move, if you are married and you're PCSing somewhere, obviously the military takes care of that. But if you get married and you are not living in that same area and you have to move, the military does not pay for that. So when I moved to, North, to California from Ohio in November, excuse me, they didn't pay for anything. So we budgeted and pocketed it, but then I learned that there is a specific place on your taxes that you can deduct that. So you can deduct anything that you used military moving-wise, and it is so crucial to know because anything you did, so like the car, the anything like if you got a moving truck, gas, hotels food like you can deduct anything that you had to do moving wise for the military because they didn't pay for it which is really nice to get that deduction and then I learned with doing taxes that it is so much easier if you get married to do it starting with your spouses so like this tax season was Probably one of the most stressful tax seasons. I feel like tax season in general is just stressful I feel like nobody tells you how stressful it's gonna be. I clearly did not learn it while I was in high school I don't know if any high school teaches it which I think they should but no one teaches you about taxes So I remember dreading it because I was like well We got married I moved Cade lived in Japan and then my job is like a I'm self-employed Like I'm a contractor for a company and so I knew that it was just gonna be like chaotic And so I start working on it and it doesn't like, I have too many questions. It's saying I did everything wrong. I'm like crying. I'm like, I can't deal with this. I like, no. So I literally just stop and I'm like, I will come back to it before it's due. Like I can't think about it right now. And so I learned that one using TurboTax, so easy. And then I started with Cade, and I think it's easier because they get a W two, so it's like simple, easy peasy. And then two, it automatically shows that they're military. So for in my case, TurboTax will charge you $120 if you are self employed because you can do a lot more deductions. And they're like, well, if you're gonna, if we're gonna help you save all this money, you're gonna pay us. But because I started with Cade, and it automatically showed he's military. When I went to add my um, 1099 form, they automatically saw that we were military. And so they said, well, you're military. This is automatically free. Move on to doing your self-employed taxes, which I was like, heck yeah, thank you. Which was super nice. So I have learned that starting with your spouse on taxes and then using TurboTax is the way to go. And it just makes it so much easier. And then they view it. And then I don't know if this is for sure for everybody else in every other state, but for our state at least, so our home state's Ohio. Ohio does not take, will take state taxes out every paycheck and then you get those all back at the end of tax time. So like Ohio basically was like, oh, your military will give you all the money that we took out of your paycheck. We don't want to take the military money for like taxes for Ohio. So hopefully every state does that because that'd be really nice. But you do get all that money back in Ohio. So I would definitely check your spouse's forms because you have what is it? The 15th. Oh, so it's the 15th. Hopefully you did it before then. And that's another thing I think is really important is that the military will help you with taxes. So on base, there's a, it's called like the Vita Center, V-I-T-A. You're able to do that on base. And I know a bunch of people that go there and are really helpful and it's free. And then you also have military, military source one that you can also help and go and do taxes i will say i don't feel like they're the most helpful it took them about two weeks to return a phone call but at the same time they do have a lot of other resources that are really beneficial so check out military source one because i think overall so beneficial and then another thing i want to talk about is when you are getting married in the military there are so many things that you don't think about and you're like, okay, crap, I have to think about this now, and I have to think about that, and I have this. Another thing is you're able to use USAA. And I am like the biggest supporter of USAA because they know and understand military life so well. So we have them through runners insurance, and we have them through car insurance. And when Cade left for deployment, I like called USAA, and I was like, Hi, I'm like calling because my husband's car is going to be like in storage. like like, And he's like, oh yeah, perfect. I clicked a button. It's in storage. Just call me when it gets out and we'll take it off. You're good to go. Like it was the simplest process. And I was like, wait, are you kidding? And he literally, like the guy was like, yeah, we deal with military every single day. Of course, we already have that like feature there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like can you imagine me explaining that to like a Geico person? They would have been like, you want me to do what? So I thought that was really nice. And then on base housing, you don't have to have renter's insurance, like they don't require it. But what I learned with renter's insurance through the military, which was like so amazing, was that you can, when you sign up for renter's insurance, because they're military, all of their gear, I'm talking camis, sif gear, their dress blues, like anything, is covered so if anything gets stolen or damaged they will replace absolutely anything and there's no like cap there's no like oh there's like a $3,000 cap on it no matter what they will replace anything if any of their uniform gets damaged so like say it floods then something gets damaged boom replace and then I believe because your car is kept at your house or if most people keep their cars at their house If anything were to happen to the uniforms while they are in a car, they are technically covered under that same thing because the cars are mostly kept at the house. But then if you have runner's insurance through USAA, which I think is really smart because you're able to just bundle it, that they are also, the uniforms are kept if something happens to your car and it gets stolen. But that's just a friendly reminder to not have your uniforms or your SIF gear kept in your car. I know it's really easy to like have the convenience of it being kept in your car but cars are a lot more likely to get stolen or something happened to them if they got like in a wreck or anything like that so it's so much better to have it in your house in my opinion and then because USA covers all of it I think it's like hallelujah absolutely amazing so that's kind of the non-fun part and all the little business side of it But I think it's just really important to know what all of the paperwork are because it literally causes so many problems if it doesn't go the right way. And then you don't want that to happen for your service member. You don't want their orders to not come. You don't want them to be late to go into a schoolhouse, anything like that. So just make sure your paper's all in order. And then something I learned when I got married was to keep everything, like a record of everything. So on Amazon, I just ordered one of those like, black file folders and I just have like a section that says like housing and taxes and marriage and literally one that like says Cade so like when Cade like has all of his leave forms we put those in there and then certain things will like need your orders so like things like that And then another thing is MOL is like where all of their documents are online. Make sure that you're able to access that as a spouse because I could not tell you how many times I had to go on MOL. I had to go on there to print off different forms for housing, for IPAC, for DEERS. Literally the other day for Cade to get a gun sent here, we had to have his orders to like get it registered in Ohio. We had to have his orders and those were on IPAC. And then... Or on MOL, excuse me. And then MOL is also where you'll see any of the leave request information. You'll see any of like their promotion status, any messages. Like MOL is like the place to be at. So make sure that you get that login as a spouse because your life will be so much easier. And then you're able to help your spouse if they ever text you and they're like, hey, I need you to print something off from MOL. Or like, can you check something from MOL? When Cade was in the field and he was waiting for leave to get approved, all of his like com- like his last commanding officer hadn't approved it but he wasn't on the field op so every single day i'd get a text from gate can you check i'm to see if it got approved can you check i'm to see if it got approved so it's just really a useful information and to have that tool there i think is really important so that's all the important things and then i figured i would just tell kind of our story about because our marriage story i feel like is really insane and i want to just talk about it because i feel like it taught me one of my biggest life lessons. So, Kate and I were supposed to get married on March 28th, 2020. Uh, the 13th of March is when COVID really, like, got serious. And it was like, okay, this is bad. And it was a Thursday. I was getting my hair and makeup done for, like, our run-through. And I remember Kate calling. And we were like, and, like, COVID was starting. I had called my wedding reception place. And I was like... Hey, what's COVID? What's your ideals? And are like, yeah, we're following it, but, like, everything's still on. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, sweet. So, Cade calls me, and I'm, like, getting my hair and makeup done, and he's like, yeah, so they just told us that leave suspended for, like, the time being, and, like, we are not coming home. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, when When will it get, like, unsuspended? And he's like, we have no time or date. Like, they literally said, like, indefinitely, like, don't plan on it getting taken, like, putting back on in a while. And I was like, What? And he's like, yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh. So like, you're not coming home, and he's like, no, I'm not coming home. So I remember like then going to my, I like called my parents and I was like, Cade's leave just like got suspended, and they said like, there there's nothing for the time being. So I remember like kind of like oh my gosh, like my wedding's just about... is gonna get canceled. So we pulled the plug the next day we called the wedding venue and they're like I'm so sorry and I was like the military won't let my husband leave like they had a 25 mile radius from Pendleton for I want to say almost three months so like it ended up working out so they were like okay so we canceled it and I was really sad but I was like okay maybe it's for the best like it will all work out and so we start coming up with all these crazy, strange ideas. And my family's like, let's just get in the car and drive to California. and We can get you married. And I mean, like all this crazy things. And so, but COVID was just this strange, rare thing. I mean, like um, we've never been through a pandemic before. We never knew it was going to happen. So we're like, okay, we'll just see what happens, you know, to be determined. We'll see. I'm sad, but it's whatever. Then the whole world shut down, so then my wedding venue actually had to can, like, close, so my wedding would have gotten canceled even if Cade hadn't been able to, or had been able to come home, which made me feel a little bit better, because I was like, okay, well, everybody's wedding's getting canceled, it's not, like, just mine, because the Marine Corps hates me, um, so it gets canceled, and we're living it up in quarantine, And so we're like, okay, let's try and get married the last weekend of May. So then Cade's deployment is set for May 15th. And we're like, crap, there's no way we can figure this out because of everybody's work schedules and school schedules and all these kinds of things. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And my family really didn't want me to go get married without them. They really wanted to be there. So we tried really hard not to like elope just me and Cade. So we all decided we're going to go the last weekend of March. And it's actually going to, or on May, excuse me, we're going to go the last weekend of May. My family and Cade's family flew out and that's what we're, what's going to happen. And then Cade's uh, friend it was going to marry us because he was an ordained minister and he had um, the, like, powers that be, the privileges to, like, marry. And so we're like, okay, we're going to do that. So we all fly out. And getting the marriage license was crazy in itself because Orange County so like they made you go all the way up to where like their office was and they're having it like in a parking lot and people were like getting married in parking lots and it was crazy so we get the marriage license and what happened was we couldn't get it married on the beach because they had closed beaches we couldn't get married at like a venue because that wasn't happening so we got married at the Ritz Carlton outside our room on like that little, there was like a a grassy area and basically what we did was I showed up, I checked into the room, I sent a picture of the map of like the hotel to everybody that was coming. I like circled our room number and I said, all right, please be here at 630 and everybody showed up. We had the best photographer. She's actually coming on next week for the podcast and I cannot wait for you guys to hear She is amazing, she has the best advice, she is just absolutely, hands down amazing. She shows up, I've never met her before, thank heaven she shows up. I'm freaking out, like a nervous wreck, and like, it was really funny, because as you've probably gathered listening to the podcast, I'm very type A, I'm outgoing, all those kinds of things. Cade is the most like, cool, calm cucumber you've ever seen, and so I remember the day of, our situation was even more crazy and different. We saw each other the day we were getting married, so we woke up at 6 a.m., drove all the way up to Pendleton from San Diego. Cade checked out. We then drove up to Temecula, got my bouquet, and then drove all the way back down to San Diego at the hotel. Then Cade went and spent time with his family, I spent time with mine, and then me, my brother's girlfriend at the time, who's now my sister-in-law, and then my friend Zoe, who I'd never met before, I just met her through like texting and FaceTime she met us at the hotel and we all got ready and so we're all getting ready it's fun and it's definitely sad and hard that like my bridesmaids weren't there and it wasn't like what everyone pictures their wedding day to be so I remember getting ready and then I called all my bridesmaids and that was like a really really special moment that I had with a bunch of them so that was that made it really awesome and like worthwhile because it made me feel like they were there with me. So, everyone comes and they're all hanging out on the like grassy area out front of the venue and like you're like looking at the ocean and I'll post some pictures because it was really beautiful. And I'm like in the hotel room pacing back and forth like freaking out. Like I'm so nervous. I've already cried like 3 times that day and Cade was like, "Why are you nervous? Like why are you crying like earlier in the day?" And I was like, this is a big deal. Why are you not crying? And he's like, are you like having second thoughts? Like what is going on? I was like, no, but this is just like a big deal. And so I remember walking to my parents' hotel room crying and I was like, Kate thinks I don't want to marry him, but like I do, I'm just nervous. And so my mom went and talked to him and she was like, it's okay. She's just emotional, (laughs) you know? And so I'm like pacing back in front of the room. I'm so nervous, which I don't know. I feel like everyone should be nervous, but it's like, maybe everyone's not, maybe it's just like me so everyone shows up they start playing the music my family like my dad's there to like kind of like walk me down this makeshift aisle that the people have all made and it ended up being so perfect so beautiful kade's vows were perfect and they were so like him and everything about it was just awesome and then i think the best part of it was we did what's called i guess a micro wedding where we hadn't we had like probably what, like 15 to 25 guests. It was all family, and then a couple of Cade's buddies drove up from Pendleton, and so it was just them. We all, we got married, we took pictures, we said goodbye to all our guests, and then Cade and I went with our photographer, Bianca, down to the water and took pictures in the ocean and the sand, which was really, really cool. And so our family waited around, and then we walked back up to the room, and then they were all like waiting out there. They like hugged us goodbye and then they all left and then it was just Kate and I for the rest of the night. And so it was one of those things that was so beautiful and so special because everybody left and it was just Kate and I. And so we literally just got to sit by the fireplace in our room and watch the sunset and just like hang out and talk for the rest of the night. And so it was something that I am really grateful that I had the opportunity to have. Because I was like, wow, I really got this special moment and day with Cade. As much as I am super excited for our wedding to happen this summer, like our reception, it was really nice that the focus was strictly on me and Cade. Like, I didn't worry about everything with my bridesmaids or how the table settings were or how my guests were behaving or if the food was going to taste okay. Like, I literally... Just thought about Cade and I. And then we didn't even make it back to our room in time to get room service. So we had s'mores because I packed s'mores because we had a fire pit in the room. And I was like, we have to make s'mores. So we literally had s'mores and water for our, like, like we didn't pack anything. And room service was closed. So we had s'mores for the night of, or for the dinner of our wedding. Which I think is even more, like, cute and funny. And it was just, it was really, like, special. So if anybody did a little like, went to the courthouse or is thinking about getting married or never had something, totally due reception. I don't know how it is yet because ours isn't till this or July of this year. But having a micro wedding was probably one of the best things I've ever chosen because our family was there and it was really special. I wish our aunts and uncles and our cousins could have been there and some of our close friends. But it was really special that Kate and I were fo- able to focus on just us. So I totally think that if anybody ever wants to – do that i would totally encourage and it does save you a ton of money so that's a really nice like upside to it and then i think the coolest thing was our date ended up working out so kate and i met each other in high school like everybody knows and he told me that he loved me on may 25th 2018 and then may 25th 2019 was the day he proposed which wasn't supposed to happen anyways but it still happened on that day in la jolla when i came out to visit him and then we got married on May 25th, 2020, which I think is just super cool that it all happened that way because it wasn't supposed to. And then the funny thing closing was because now we're in April, I remember we woke up on March 28th of this year and obviously as a girl, I like am very specific about dates. My memory is pretty good about those things. And so I rolled over and I said, Kay, do you know what today is? And he goes uh march 28th and i was like yeah but like do you know what that is and he's like a sunday and i was like no it's supposed to be like our one year anniversary and he's like he, this is the most like kate answer i've ever heard yeah well it's excuse me he goes yeah well it's not so you can't expect me to remember that date and i was like okay fair enough and he goes i remember may 25th don't expect me to remember march 28th and i was like Okay, I guess that's fine. But so it was really funny. But at the end of the day, I am really grateful for that experience because it really taught me that one, everything's going to work out exactly how it is. If you would have told me that that was going to happen back in 2019, I would have been like, yeah, right. But I'm really glad it happened the way it did. I think it made me and Cade stronger as a couple, it made me a stronger individual, it helped my faith and trusting in my heavenly father to know that things are going to work out and that he hears my prayers and he answers them in the way that's like super best for me, even though I didn't realize it was best for me. And so it was just a really wonderful experience. And so I'm really grateful that I was able to like share that with you guys along with all the other information. It's super important to know. And then I just want to close with instead of doing a fact about me, I want to do one of my favorite quotes, and it's by Babe Ruth, and it's never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. And it's on my public relations portfolio, it's something I say to myself all the time, because I think it's really important that life is hard. Life, you need courage to get through those things, but if you fear of that strikeout, you're never gonna to continue to play the game. So if you are afraid to take a new job, to move across the country, to get married, to start a podcast, to start a business, to reach out to a new friend, like if you make all of those decisions and you're too scared to do it, you're not gonna get all the wonderful things that come from playing the game. So if I was too afraid to get married, which don't get me wrong, marriage is stressful and married, like I was nervous to get married just because it's such a big deal and I wanna make sure I'm a great wife, But now, if I had just been too scared to make that commitment, I would have missed out on having the most wonderful husband who is so supportive of me and so loving and kind. And then I would have missed all the wonderful things that I get with marriage. Before I even record this podcast, I've been doing this new workout and Cade makes fun of all the little moves and the dances that comes with it. And so I get to, I wouldn't have all those wonderful moments or all those times that we get to cook and eat dinner together or laugh in the car and things like that. I'm really grateful that I was able to like make this jump and start this podcast and for all these wonderful listeners that get on with me every Friday. And listen, because it's so wonderful that I have been able to have this outlet and to get to know so many people and learn so many resources and help other people realize what's out there. So I just wanna encourage everybody to not let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. So that's your push. For this week, in case you have something that you've been debating on or you've needed that extra push of courage to go and do that because I listened to a podcast today and it said, why start living the life that you want to tomorrow or next Tuesday or next year? Start living the life that you want today. And I think it's a really great and important lesson that we all need reminded of. And I'm super grateful that you guys were willing to tune on with me. And we have some super exciting guests coming up. And I'm really excited for them, and I will catch you next Friday.